Oh my gosh. She has done the unstoppable. Our locker room ladies. Two touchdowns. They're getting hot right now at the right time. My name's Maddie. My name's Charlotte Payne. This is Locker Room Ladies. Go Canes. Welcome back to Locker Room Ladies. Thank you guys so much for joining us again on this uh, Thursday, November 17th. My name is Charlotte Payne. I'm Maddie, and thank you guys for joining us. Unfortunately, we are faced with another tragedy related to gun violence in our country, and we just want to take a moment before we start today's episode to remember and honor the lives lost at the University of Virginia earlier this week. And our thoughts and prayers go out to the family and friends of those affected in the entire University of Virginia community. And uh, to get into our regularly scheduled episode, uh, we have a very special one in store for you guys today. Um, Of course, we'll kick it off with a very special Locker Room Lady of the Week, Maddie. She's one of my favorites that we have talked about, Sabrina Ionescu. If you don't know her by now, you should get your Google out and, and Google her after we're done with this. Actually, you won't need to because we're going to tell you everything you need to know. Right, Maddie? <laughs> I love it. Yes. All right. So she just became the University of Oregon's Director of Athletic Culture. We love that here on Locker Room Ladies because it expands and develops student athletes and helps cultivate an environment for them to grow and and be the best that they can be uh, in, their, in their craft. It really just takes it a step beyond sports, and I think it teaches life skills that are going to go far beyond a student's career as an athlete, and the pillars that she works to develop in her student-athletes in this role are passion, integrity, unity, thankfulness, and servanthood, and I think it's appropriate that we're talking about thankfulness in this episode as we head into Thanksgiving, the season of giving. We'll talk a little bit more about the season of giving throughout today's episode, but I really think that those are five super important things to develop, especially in student athletes. I think that those are things that everyone can work on and everyone can strive to do better in those areas. So I love that they have a role at the University of Oregon that's focused on that. Me too. And to learn from somebody like Sabrina Inescu, I feel like I could use her help a little bit in my life. I don't know about you. Uh, I mean, the list goes on and on for Sabrina. She's the WNBA All-Star this year uh, with the New York Liberty. She is the only NCAA player, men's and women's, with 2,000 career points, 1,000 assists, and 1,000 rebounds. Across men's and women's basketball. Wow. She transcends the sport. She's wow. doing so many amazing things. I mean, Naismith Player of the Year, AP Player of the like, it goes on. I Charlotte, <laughs> we've talked about the first woman too, but this is the only person too. I, <laughs> I mean, that. that's another level. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's something else. And I think it's really speaks to Sabrina because she's going back to give back to her community after she made it. And she has done some incredible things with her platform so we are honored to talk about her on and I do have the utmost respect for people who have made it big who have gotten all the success in the world and give back to those who 
are striving for some of that success and into young people who want to be great and look up to her as a mentor. I think that that's amazing. And that's just so beyond impactful to those students. And I'm sure that they feel very lucky to have her. Yeah, it's like one of those things, Maddie, it's like, when I make it, I'll be able to do everything that I wish I had for those girls who are coming up in the industry. So I can't wait to get to that point, my career one day. (laughs) For sure. I I really admire anyone that goes back and gives time and advice to those who are aspiring to be what they've already achieved. Like one of our locker room ladies a couple of weeks back, Charlotte, Andrea Perez, she worked for Nike as an executive for many years. And then she just actually switched over to Sony. She's now working in branded services for Sony Interactive Entertainment. She's doing a lot with esports with Sony. But whenever we were researching her, we read that she sets a t- sets aside a couple of hours every week and that's dedicated to giving her time to those who want her advice. Like she sits down with young people and she kind of lets them pick her brain. And I think that that's so awesome. And that stuck with me whenever I read that about her. Cause I just thought that that was such an incredible thing to, to just say, I'm going to take this time from my week and give back to those who, who want to know how I got here. Yeah. That, I mean, that's when, you know, you made it. And at 24 years old to say Sabrina Ionescu's made it, it's pretty incredible. Maddie, I think we should take a little bitsy break. Uh, after the break, we'll get into a little bit more. So stay tuned. And Maddie, like you always say, keep it locked. Welcome back, everybody. All right. It was a pretty insane week 10 of the NFL. It was a pretty insane week 11 for the Miami Hurricanes as well uh, on the road at Georgia Tech. Very exciting. Finally got a dub. Got it done with their freshman quarterback. So I don't Charlotte. know what's going on. It's a dumpster fire at Miami. So it's like, yay, win. Charlotte, you know who else got a dub is the Steelers. Oh, yeah. And you know who was back? Hmm. TJ Watt was back. Maddie, I picked up. I have to say this. Because of that. Because did you really? Yes, oh, I did. And, it, and everybody said, don't do it. And you know what I did? I did it. I did it. I did How did it, it turn out for you? How many points did they get? I think they had 11 points. It was amazing. I won That's solid for that. a defense. Yeah. You know, over 10, I think you did, it. you did your job. Okay. Thank you, Steelers defense. This is an insane fact. TJ Watt had, got drafted in spring of 2017 for the Steelers. I think he went 30th overall. TJ Watt has, you know, he hasn't played in every single game in his career, but... These Steelers are their record without TJ Watt this season. They are one and six without TJ Watt, and they are two and zero with TJ Watt. So when you talk about the impact of a player, of one singular player on a team, I mean, I don't think there are many other stats that you can look at. I think TJ Watt overall, I think they're like one in ten when he's not playing. It's absolutely insane the impact that he has on that Steelers team on both sides of the ball because I really do feel like he just brings this energy to the team and he makes such a difference. And you can tell that offenses 
are a little more nervous whenever he's on the field. Maddie, I'm interested to see what happens next week because he's taken on the Bengals offense, which is pretty dynamic. And also most of my fantasy points. So I now have conflicting offense and defense in my fantasy world, but that's what makes it so fun and fantastic. You can switch around. You know, I'm actually (laughs) super mad that Emily picked up Justin Fields. I can't even tell you how angry I was. I was like, no, 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 Charlotte. No, Charlotte. This is not a good get. This is something (laughs) that I, during Sunday's games, got myself on the waiver wire to pick him up. No way. And she was above me. And she already has Josh Allen. And she just picked yep. him up. And I'm like, okay, well, Emily, I don't have a real quarterback. I have Russell Wilson. I don't have a real quarterback. I've needed Russell. a quarterback all season long. And I finally am like, oh my gosh, finally, there's this, a quarterback. When I tell you I've played quarterback musical chairs all season long, Charlotte, the amount of quarterbacks that I've had on my roster that I've picked up and dropped, I've had Kenny Pickett. I've dropped Kenny Pickett. I've picked him back up. I've dropped him again. I've had Russell Wilson. I've dropped him like two or three times, picked him back up, had Trevor Lawrence, dropped him two or three times, picked him back up. Yep. I have been struggling in the quarterback since literally week one. And she's had Josh Allen all week. And I was so heartbroken when I saw that Emily beat me to Justin Fields. In <laughs> who, the are waiver your, order. who are your stars? Okay, finally, finally, Jonathan Taylor actually had a week that I drafted him first overall to have these kind of weeks and he's been slacking and he was Mm -hmm. injured. You know, you can't really blame him for getting injured, but he was slacking when he was playing. And so I was a little bit disappointed with that first overall pick. However, he did show up yesterday. And the main thing is I really just wanted to beat Maddie because I played her week one and she beat me and I couldn't lose to her twice. So that's Mm -hmm. why I was really counting on, yeah. getting Justin Fields in the waiver order. And I was even, I was going down the waiver order and I was like, no, 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 this person definitely doesn't need a quarterback, doesn't need a quarterback. I'm good. I'm golden. I'm getting him. And then she sneaky picked him up. I was like, she's Josh Allen and he played. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she was nervous. Maddie, you have a good team though. I was going to say, do you want to, I could propose a trade with you because I do have Dak Prescott and he does put up Ooh. a good amount of points. If you want to talk about it, I would be interested and talking about it for further, but I'm looking, what what would you even want to give up? I mean, you got a really good, really good team. You got a really good bench. I am struggling in the points. Uh, you know, I, I win by the skin of my teeth, which is scary, but I also have a really, I mean, I have Njoku's out and Jamar Chase is out. So that's a huge deficit for me. And the tight end position has been a trouble in my world Charlotte well I'll have to think about it let me think about it for this week I'm still I was like when I tell you I woke up on what the waivers I think they go in like 3 a.m Wednesday I think I woke up like Wednesday morning first thing I did my eyes open I'm like oh my gosh Justin Fields pull out my phone and like the deflation and my whole energy Mm -hmm. just started off my day I was upset like literally probably a half an hour after this unfolded Austin was like babe it's fantasy like you need to get over it it's okay like you're gonna find another quarterback I was heartbroken I'd actually be willing to talk about a quarterback giving you Dak Prescott for perhaps your tight end perhaps (gasps) I don't know if I could do that I don't care how good Dak is I feel like I struck gold on my tight end and I'm saying that and watch I'll like do nothing tonight but I I feel happy with my tight on tight end decision that was a position that I think is the tight end position is really hard to draft because 
you only get one and there's only a few gems. I really yeah. feel like it's it's kind of make or break your tight end yeah. position almost because you're not going to put a tight end in the flex. I mean, unless you had like unless it's in Travis some Kelsey insane. Like yeah, unless you had like Travis Kelsey and George Kittle by like some stretch of the imagination or you had like something along those lines, right. then maybe. But in general, you're not going to really put a tight end in your flex. So you kind of just get the one shot and yeah. – yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm down, I'm down to two. Uh, the one annoyance of the week that I did have was I picked up Chase Claypool and I dropped Paris Campbell, and that was the biggest mistake I could have made. You know, um, I actually almost picked up Chase Claypool the week before he got traded, and then I was like, ooh, no, I already yeah, have two Steelers. And the problem with – I think next year I need to almost bow to myself that I can't have any Steelers on my team – because Can't play with I have this, yes, and I am every week. Austin says this to me. He says every week you say that you think George Pickens is going to go off, or you think that Deontay Johnson is going to have the week of his life, and it clouds my judgment. Mm. So what I've done is I've just watched Deontay Johnson and George Pickens pretty much sit on my bench all season because I feel. As though every week I think that they're going to have an amazing week. Mm-hmm. But because of that logic, I, I'm i wrong usually. Right, right, right. You know? But this week I, yeah. I was mad. I was kicking myself because this week actually George Pickens did play pretty well. Yeah. And Alan Lazard, he did okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was hoping that Alan Lazard – I was nervous about him and I wanted to throw George Pickens in my flex. And Alan Lazard got 7.5 and George Pickens got 14.5. So – did a you little better, know. but it's, it's not like the a end lot of the, world. of the time, Maddie. It is really, for lack of a better phrase, a crapshoot. Because you never. It's almost like flipping a coin, Charlotte. Oh, I think so. It's a 50 50. You put in Amari Cooper, or are we playing a, are we playing a Keenan Allen? Are we ever playing Keenan Allen? That's the question. Charlotte, it's almost like flipping a coin. And I say that because there's been some hype around a certain coin flip decision. Mm -hmm. So just to refresh you, if you guys haven't seen this floating around the internet, I'm obsessed with this right now. I need to know what happens in week 11. I need (laughs) to know what happens, Charlotte, because there's a fan. Maddie, I thought you were going to go in a completely different direction with this. No, there's a fan. Yes. A New York Jets fan who at the beginning of the season said, okay, I am going to – he, sa- he tweeted this on August 21st. He said, just did a coin flip to predict the Jets season, and this is what happened. Okay, we are now – the Jets had a bye week on week 10. We're going into week 11. So far, the first nine games that the Jets have played, he's been 9-0. The coin flip has predicted every single Jets outcome accurately. And when I say, like, the Jets is a crazy example because I don't think anyone really could have predicted the Jets – season thus far because I think that they've surprised a lot of people I definitely wouldn't have expected them to beat the bills too I'm fascinated by this has this kid been playing the lottery I'm so fascinated people are like oh that's fake or whatever that's that's not a thing people are hating on this but I really do think that this is is so cool I'm waiting for I'm waiting for the dominoes to fall and for this to just unravel. But right now, nine weeks in a row, what are the odds? I mean, not apparently 50-50. But I'm wondering. No, but 50-50 times nine? Are you kidding me? 
this makes me, you know, it begs the question, is coin flip prophecy person in cahoots with the ice cream kid? We have to wonder. I just, he has them. And you know, what's interesting is that he has the Jets going to the playoffs Hmm. and losing in the AFC championship, which like, I could see that happening. I could see that happening. When do they play the Bills next? So, okay, they beat the Bills the first time they played them. Mm -hmm. They are supposedly, according to the coin, supposed to beat the Bills again in Buffalo in week 14. However, the coin also has them losing to New England twice, which they've already lost to New England once. So I'm so curious. So they lost to New England this week, Maddie. They lost to New England at at home in week eight and they're playing new England again in week 11. So this is, we have a test now the bye week we got a break. So we have to see how long the wow. coin prophecy will last Charlotte. How long do you think Wait, it's going to go off season? Or do you figure think- out? <laughs> should we flip a coin? And see Wait, I'm, getting gonna a coin. I'm getting a coin. Is the coin going to be correct? All right. I'm coin. I love this so much. I'm going to flip a coin. All right. What do you call you head heads? It works. Tails a dozen. Is that for this week or for the season? I think this week, right? For the season. Let's go all in. I don't think that's how the coin works. I think it's one game at a time, Charlotte. <laughs> I don't think that's how the coin works. Wait, have you seen I think I think I'm calling heads and that's that the week. coin is going to be correct this week. Yes. Okay. That was not cool. <laughs> You're calling heads that it's correct. So that means yeah. I get tails that it's wrong. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to do it cool because it's going to, I'm going to miss it. I'm just going to give it a little flip ski as best I can. Heads. Okay. So the coin, the coin has spoken. The coin has spoken. It's supposed to be right. Let's see. So that means Charlotte, I wish I knew about this earlier in the season for my no, little, been tracking my me. little, uh, roommate pick pool yes. that we, we have here i would have gone go all in right now on whatever the answer to the next question is oh they lose to new england that's the that's the answer right lose to new england oh my gosh i'm so curious this is such an interesting i feel like um i feel like i'm in the dark night i just watched the dark night recently and he does the like half of his face what's his name i forget but the coin everything in life is 50 50 everybody maddie that's insane apparently Speaking of insane, we got to talk about the Jet. We have to talk about Jay Jetta's most insane catch. I think this will go down in infamy as one of the craziest. I, I okay, Charlotte. In football. Seriously. As much as I've watched it, I've probably watched it 10 times now. I honestly want to watch I it again right now. I <laughs> still don't understand how he came down with that ball. So, okay, for those of you who don't know, it was fourth and 18. Kirk Cousins just takes a shot downfield to Justin Jefferson. It looks like absolutely perfect defensive coverage. Looks like there's no shot he's getting this ball. No, it was good. Yeah. Somehow Justin Jefferson launches up into the air. One arm like splits the defender's two hands around the ball. Like pries it out of the defender's hands and comes down with it. Falls onto the ground and pulls the ball into his chest. Like, it's absolutely superhuman. No, it seriously is. This, 
I don't even know what to say about this, but what I do have to say about it, Maddie, obviously I'm going to find a way to make it about myself. And the way that I can make this about myself is that if you guys remember the bandwagon jacket, Charlotte, (laughs) if you guys remember the bandwagon jacket, flip a coin, it's a thing because Kirk Cousins is the bandwagon quarterback and Kirk Cousins is responsible for throwing the most incredible catch of the season. So Charlotte, if Kirk Cousins wins the Super Bowl, I'm genuinely terrified of you. No, I'm me too. I should start working with Giselle because I'm pretty sure Giselle is also into the voodoo magic. I also thought that the Vikings were just, that their record was better than they were. I didn't think that they were as good as their record. But now after yesterday's game, I'm like, wait, are the Vikings the real deal? Yeah. Also, what's going on with the Bills? Not that they're, not that it's time to panic yet. It's definitely not time to panic. I mean, you have Josh Allen, but I'm also... Question mark, question mark, exclamation mark, exclamation point. Yeah. I, I mean, it's not time to panic okay. by any means. Right. Well, but I just think I'm I'm like, they're dropping on my Super Bowl contender internal. You know you know how Big, pa- Big Cat does all of those, uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. those rankings every week? I, I freaking love those. I think they're hilarious. Me too. He usually has the bills as like a juggernaut. Like I think yeah. they're dropping from juggernaut status for sure. I think they're not like one from Grace. A little bit. I mean, I think though, and this might be a hot take, but that's what makes a good team good is that they can fall a little bit and they can, it's how they improve. Get back up, right. How they, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Recover, recoup, you know, it's one of those hard words. How they, you know. Also, I think the teams that struggle, I think, have the Bills had their bye week yet? I don't even know. I don't even remember. Let me see. Sorry, the Bills' bye week was week seven. Okay. I think. So they yeah. had their bye week. Bills' bye week was week seven. So I think that they're they're hitting this – I don't even know if you can call it a stumble. What's their record? I'm just surprised. I don't I know. Mean, we okay, all- so, okay, so, okay, I think I'm being dramatic. They're six and three. It's not like they're crumbling at the seams. No. It's just – and they've lost to, I guess, all pretty good teams. I mean, they've lost to the Dolphins, the Jets, and now the Vikings. And I think all those teams are above 500. So I guess you can't really say that they're struggling. It's definitely not time to panic. I think I was being dramatic. I That's think right. we can worry. I just, worry. I do, I was maybe looking at the Bills as more of a juggernaut. So when they lose, I'm kind of like, and you look at the spread and they're favored by like 10 and a half every week. And so when they don't even win, let alone cover, I'm like, right. what? Right. Going on. It's weird because it's but, look at Matthew Stafford and the Rams. We expected this team to be, you know, hot off the presses, off their Super Bowl win, and they're pretty embarrassingly bad, especially with now they're because I mean they're they lost yeah. their quarterback, they're losing their sixty percent of their offense in Cooper Cup's injury. Oh my <laughs> so, gosh, that was scary too. Yeah, that looked like really a hurt. It made me nervous. Oh, for yeah, sure. Yeah. The more, I, the Charlotte, more I watch this sport, the scarier it gets because I don't know if I would ever let my teams that should be hitting the panic button. I think that the Bucks and the Packers both saved themselves this yes. week yep, by coming through with a win. I think had they like both lost this weekend, it would have been kind of like what's going on? I think those are both the. T- I think those are both the two MVP 
candidates in the conversation for last season. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers took it home, but I, I personally think Tom Brady should have gotten MVP last season. Mm. That's just it's my take. But I think that they both kind of gave their fans a little bit of a sigh of relief that they looked a little bit more had some life in their offense, especially for the Packers, because that game wasn't looking so hot for that a while. Is- I. I Maddie, that game. I love to hate on the Cowboys, so I I guess. Me too. Me too. I'm with you there. That game, it it came to the point, though, where I said to myself, because we were waiting for that game to go final at work, and we're all like, okay, um, at this point, overtime, um, when you work in sports, is kind of like they're missing their flights home. Every, everybody on that crew. And it gets to the point where it's, I don't care who wins. I just want one of them to do it. And I was so happy to have not only a quick overtime, but also a Cowboys loss. That's fair. That's fair. And like I said, I think that the, the Green Bay Packers were one loss away from hitting the, pa- the panic button. Yeah. I Honestly, I mean, though, the, I don't like the way that, and we know the Matt LaFleur, Aaron Rodgers drama. I don't like the way he speaks to that. Guy. I don't know what goes on behind closed doors, but he was screaming in his face, and I was like, "Listen, if that was my quarterback and I was the head coach, he would be on my bench." Yeah. Okay, but also you look at their record; they're four and six. The Steelers are three and six. I look at the Steelers' season like, no way they're going to the playoffs. It's over. I didn't realize that the Packers were like right there with them with the six losses. So this is kind of, I don't know if it gives me more hope for the Steelers or if it makes me think like, wait, are the Packers not getting the playoffs this season? I know it's early. Like there's still time. These teams can be okay, but I don't know. Maybe I wasn't dramatic enough for the Packers. Like, should they be hitting the panic button? What's the Bucks maybe record? At? This is a fun. I mean, Maddie, it's okay. Like- the Bucks are five and five. They're totally fine. They're, okay, they're they just good. hit 500. Like they're good. They're chilling. They're good. They're good. I think this is a, I don't know. I mean, it's really the, the toss of a coin. Um, and you never, never count out Tom Brady, never bet against Tom Brady unless he's asking you to invest in FTX. Ooh, yikes. That commercial did not age well. You know, the commercial where he and Giselle are calling everyone they know, like, and they're all like, I'm in. He's in. And it's like, it did that that did not age well yes, at all. That's a, that's a big uh, big flop. Big flop. Thoughts and prayers. Yeah, thoughts Ooh. and prayers to to the everybody out there. Uh, Maddie, to kind of round out this episode, uh, in honor of the season of giving that we are kicking off here on the podcast. Wait, Charlotte, no, no, no. We can't end it. We have oh. to talk about Jeff oh. Saturday. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? Okay. Charlotte. Yes. This is the most outrageous thing I've ever heard. I mean, this is like the most. What do you think? I want to know what memeable. Okay, first of all, the fact that his name is Jeff Saturday just cracks me up. But like, second of all, okay, how many, how many qualified coaches do you think there are? Like people that are actually legitimately qualified to be on the sidelines as even an assistant coach at an NFL game. How many people do you think like on planet earth? I want to say a lot, but probably what they're 32 teams. I'd say between college and, and NFL, I'd say there's a good, a good hundred people who are, who are. Okay. I, I was sitting on a hundred in my head too. Okay. Like people that are actually genuinely qualified. 
people that are actually genuinely qualified, I'm going to sit at 100. There's people that are more pool. qualified than – And then, okay, so you have the people that are actually qualified to be head coaches at that level, 100 people, mm-hmm. okay, roughly. And then you still have another level of people that are more qualified than Jeff Saturday. And then you have Jeff Saturday. Like, there's a there's a, a level in between. So there's, like, people that have head coaching jobs and assistant coaching jobs, people that are qualified enough to have coaching jobs in the NFL, people that are more qualified than Jeff Saturday to have those coaching jobs, <laughs> and then there's Jeff Saturday. Um, I think it's abs- – like, if I was a Colts fan, I would just be losing my mind right now because what's going on there? Like, what the – if I'm a it's Colts a fan, I, mean, I probably would say a win's a win as a Colts fan. However, as just a conscientious but you observer. Don't, you I mean, don't just fire your head coach in the middle of the season and just literally, okay, not even someone that's not that qualified. Like that's kind of besides the point. Someone that hasn't been with your team for the first 10 weeks of the season, or sorry, first nine weeks of the season, someone who hasn't been in the locker room, someone who hasn't been on the sidelines, someone who literally has no idea what's going on, the inner workings of this team, the inner workings of this locker room. Right, right. And you just pull them out of nowhere in the middle of the season. No. Okay. If you want to hire someone that's like, people don't think is necessarily the most qualified person, like at least wait till the end of the season. Like you don't know what's going on. You don't know these conversations. You don't know the right. nuances of this team. You can't just come out of left field. And the idea of like getting someone who's further away from the situation, I could see that argument, but I, I mean, you've seen Coach Cowers take on it. I agree with him. I think – I mean, he was really heated. He's, he was he's had, Yeah. He was heated, and he has the experience of, of coaching a football team. So he's he's well – I mean, that's warranted, like, for him to have he's that opinion. Right. I've never coached yeah. a team. Right. I've never coached yeah. a team. But I, I thought his opinion was very fair. I mean, it's kind of a slap in the face to every assistant coach – in the NFL to every assistant coach that's on that sideline that now has to report to him. Yeah. I mean, you just picked someone that literally turned down. Like that's like someone that's okay. There's, there's a top job, the top job, big boss. There's the people that work for the, the big boss. And then there's the person that turned down the job to work for the big boss. That's now your boss. Yeah. It's, that's it's crazy. It's one of those weird things, Maddie. And at first when I saw it, I was like, this could work. This is. So I was cool. like, this is a joke. I was this laughing when I saw it. Joke. I was like, that's yeah. a joke. I was like, this is barstool. This is this is NFL memes. After this weekend, before they played, during our show, Jonathan Jones, the NFL insider on CBS, said that, and he brought up a really interesting point to where I'm saying this is funny. This is so like drama TV football, the best. What do, what do you like to say, Maddie? This is the best, better, better than reality TV. Best reality TV there yeah. is, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. But then he actually, and that's my own naive mind thinking that way. He brings up a really interesting point where we're in this crazy time right now where we are fighting for minority representation, again, of qualified people, tons of assistant coaches, tons of head coaches, tons of coaches at the college level um, who are minorities. Uh, Why didn't they get the call? You know what I mean? So it's kind of like this. It's a slap in the face. It's it's a little bit of a slap in the face. It's a slap in the face. Not only assistant coaches in general or just the coaching profession, but also specifically to minorities who are right now struggling for representation in in leadership roles in the NFL. So again, I'm, I'm all for former players coaching, but not in this manner. If he wanted to be a coach and he was 
assistant coaching on that sideline, if he was even like chief of staff or if he was even just like a part of the team where he was on that sideline every single week and the, the players felt like he had these opinions, but no, like you're not there. You're not a part of this team until you're offered the top position. Like it just throws me in the wrong way. Right. It's weird. It's, and it's almost Maddie. Like I, I find it hard to blame Jeff Saturday because I think he's no. just along. I think it's an ownership issue, which is a lot yes. of the problem that we see in the yes. NFL ownership issues. And, and it's just, I just don't understand how that decision got passed. Like, the first person who said that idea, it's like, haha, very funny. Like maybe in a know. couple of years, like maybe we'd like to see him coach, but just like, this is not the way to go about it. Mid season, you bring up an interim, you put one of your coordinators. Okay. Put, put your offensive coordinator and, and, or just like do something. I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. I think that there are also plenty of other coaches at the college level. Like people, like, I don't know. I just think Cowher's point on, someone with literally any coaching experience yeah. like I don't know, has this guy even coached high school like I'm just confused I don't know thing. I mean Maddie I did hear and I don't know the veracity of it I did hear that he has been kind of a confidant for the Colts giving a them- consultant but he's yes. not on the sidelines so- that there's a difference right, right. so you can be know. a consultant I don't know but uh- like and 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 you're not on the sidelines you're not in the locker room totally totally there are people who are totally and listen as much as we get so angry he's the interim head coach so I I wouldn't say I'm angry about it I just think it's it's I just don't think it was the right move it's it's a funny call and maybe maybe it will work out for the Colts but does it work for society (laughs) is the I mean I, it's it's, it's a social experiment. It's almost like it a social is. experiment. It it's truly. It's kind of just like a dumpster fire. Like let's <laughs> throw some water on it and see what happens, kind of thing. Maybe it'll work. Maybe maybe they'll they'll do better. Maybe it's just so unorthodox that that they'll end up. It changes the dynamic in that locker room, and it's what they need. I just don't think that the way they went about it, and like the, I just don't think the circumstances were correct. I think that it could have been done another way. I think I'm all for bringing in a former player. I'm all for bringing someone else, but I, it just also rubs me the wrong way that he was offered assistant jobs and turned them down. And then now is like down for a head coaching job. It's like, if you're not willing to put in the work as an assistant, why should I believe that you're willing to put in a work as the head coach? Is it for the clout? I'm just, I don't know. I, I really felt, I felt, uh, moved by, Coach Cowers take on it, and I felt kind Me of too. like, oh, I'm, I'm not a coach, but huh, I would be pretty upset if that was, yeah, yes. So yeah. I don't know. Uh, so as as you said earlier, though, season of giving, they're giving him an opportunity. We'll see what he does with it. Speaking Maddie, of the season of giving, though, Charlotte and Maddie, it's almost like they flipped a coin in that office, right? Pretty. <laughs> I would not be surprised if that's how they made that call. <laughs> Uh, yeah, speaking of the season of giving, though, to round out this lovely episode that I thought was going to be way shorter in the beginning, but you know how we roll. <laughs> we got to roll with the punches here on Locker Room Ladies. Season of giving, uh, Patriots defensive end Lawrence Guy and his wife, Andrea, hosted a baby shower at Gillette Stadium. Very exciting. I believe it was the second annual. Um, yes. Yes. Very, very. And they got fifty thousand dollars worth of product donations and they went to local 
single moms and it was like blankets car seats strollers super nice I just think that it's a really sweet thing to do especially this time of year a lot of people are struggling a lot of people are saving up their money to give give things to their loved ones or even just to be able to afford to travel to see them so yeah I think this time of year is a really good time to do that and I'm sure it meant a lot too those single moms so love that love ending on a happy positive note charlotte all right thanks for joining us guys and keep coming back because we have a lot like i said a lot of fun stuff in store for the month a lot in store we're almost at our 100th episode you guys